from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Eric Atano Saez, and this week we have a special episode for you. Jeff and I were unable to record an episode proper together, so we decided to break form and really do something unique and cool. So Jeff is going to take a prompt that I gave him, uh, start it off, really get the story moving and grooving, and then he passes it off to me, where I'm going to toss a ton of ideas that I have based on what he brought and think of uh, a story to build from, and then next week... Jeff and I will reunite and tell the story, all my fantasy children, proper. So the things that Jeff came up with are absolutely amazing. I could not be more excited. But instead of me talking about it, I will pass it over to Jeff, and then Jeff will pass me the baton. And I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, feedback is much appreciated. Thanks, everybody, for being so supportive in these episodes where Jeff and I don't get to record together. It means the world that you guys still have our backs and you love what we do. Enjoy! So our prompt this week comes from friend of the show, Aaron Catano Saez, who has asked me to come up with a magical weapon. So what I'm going to do is I have the Dungeons & Dragons 3.5 magical item tables in front of me. They're going to tell me what kind of weapon it is, what's magical about it, then I'm going to flip over to the 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons magical item tables that'll tell me a little bit of the history around it, and then from there we'll kind of craft a story and figure out what the story is. Then I'm going to throw this over to Aaron, who's going to weave in his own ideas, and we'll see where we go. Let's start with the type of weapon. Dungeons & Dragons 3.5 Dungeon Master's Guide Go. We're looking at either a common melee weapon, an uncommon weapon, or a common ranged weapon. That is a 15. It is a common melee weapon. D percentile for a common melee weapon gives us... 29 which is a long sword. This is a sword. This is a, a very traditional knightly sword. Now we need to determine what type of magical item it is, whether it is marvelous, okay, minor, or cursed. That is a 50. 50 is a minor magical item. Now we're going to roll back on the third edition Dungeon Master's Guide tables. We have a minor magical item. Let's see what we get. An 87. Let's see what an 87 is. On minor items, an 87 is a spell-storing sword. So this is a sword that has a magical spell inside of it. There is a, a spell that is buried in this sword, and we will say, I don't think it's technically the rules for 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, but we'll go with the idea that... Uh, this is a sword that allows anyone who carries it to cast that spell. Now, which spell? Let's find out. For this, I'm going to flip to the 5th edition random spells for Magic Scrolls table, and we'll just say that this is buried in the sword, the sword is imbued with the power of this spell, and the wielder can cast that spell as if it were buried in their own heart. Sound good? Awesome. We're going to start by rolling what type of, uh, what type of spell it is. This is a 62. A 62 is a druid cantrip. No, wait. 62 is a ranger spell. I was looking at the wrong table. We're gonna... Oh, wait. There's even more. Hold on. 
You ever just feel like you have too many tables to look like and it's got you all mixed up? We'll get there, everybody. Don't worry. So what we're going to start by doing, we need to determine the level of the spell that is in here. I have a d10 with from 0 to 9, as all of the, the wizard spells call for. Um, let's, let's go ahead and see what happens. Uh, we're going to roll a d10. This is a third level spell. So, a third level spell, that is a range, so the 62 that we rolled is a ranger spell that is level 3. Alright, we've got some good options. Let's see what we got. That is a 99. 99 is Wind Wall. So this is a spell that allows you to create a wall of wind. Basically a barricade of pure barometric pressure and like a, a mini tornado appears where you point it. That basically creates an impenetrable wall. That's dope. And it's interesting that it's a defensive spell tied to this sword. That's interesting, and I'd like to play with that some more. I'm going to keep that in mind. This is a spell that basically allows you to conjure the wind to basically form a wall kind of around yourself, is how I'm picturing this sword working. That when you wield this sword, you kind of point in a direction and a wall of gale force wind kind of surrounds you, and you are protected. This is a sword for a protector. That's really cool. I like that a lot. So that's the logistics of our magical sword. Now let's flip over to 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, roll on some magic item tables to see what happens. We have some interesting tables to roll on. We have four tables to roll on. These are magic item tables in the 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons manual. The first table is who created it or was intended to use it. This is a d20 table. That is a 10. A 10 is an air elemental. Well, that feels right. The item is half the normal weight and feels hollow. If it is made of fabric, it is diaphanous. So this is, you hold it and it feels, it feels weightless. It feels like it kind of dances in your hand, right? I think almost, I think it is a thing where you hold it and without realizing it, you start to kind of contact juggle it in your hand and it just kind of dances and like floats in its hand, right? This is something that was created by a warrior of the skies, by an air elemental, by someone, we'll say someone living in the sky. That sounds cool. That's a cool idea. Someone, someone whose home is among the clouds. Let's go with that. So this is someone who lives in a city in the clouds or amongst a series of airships. Let's go with that detail. That's a cool detail. So this is a community, a town, a city of people on, you know, made up of like a series of flying platforms, all kinds of, you know, airplanes, dirigibles, balloons, flying vessels, just, you know, a city of flying vessels flying somewhat in unison. You know, there's no set place. It's not a flying city per se. It is a bunch of vehicles that have formed a community around themselves, like a sky convoy. And the uh, the city of Barometris has always been that way. It is simply vessels in the sky. No one knows where they took off from. No one knows where they will land. This is the city that has crafted this blade. That owns. That rules. That's fantastic. I love that. All right. Now let's roll a detail from their history. This is a D8. 
Let's find a D8. It is now my turn to not be able to find the dice that I need. D8 go. Two, a Bane. This was created by the foes of a particular culture or kind of creature. Hmm. I don't love that, but I'm going to go with it because I, I, I think it can be spun. I'm not going to... I'm not going to take it in that that overt a direction, but I like the idea that it's a bane because this is, after all, like, this is very much a, it is a weapon. So what I'm going to do is not have them be like, well, they hate X because that's ew. I think instead what it is, is it is a general thing. This is something created by, this is something created by the, like, created to basically put up the walls, right? Like, this is a community that lives, you know, in the sky on the move. This is a play, this is a way for them if they are beset to basically put up a wall around themselves and protect themselves in the event of a disaster. It is a bane in that sense that it is it is a weapon that is to be used to protect the community, not not just an individual because the spell doesn't specify that it's only personal protection. It merely says you're putting a wall. So this is something that literally like the sword is handed to someone that you, you cast a wall and basically a bubble or like a twirling kind of tornado of wind surrounds the community and you are protected and you've protected your community. Love that. That's awesome. I'm into that. All right. What minor property does it have? This is going to be a d20 roll. 14. It is temperate. The bearer suffers no harm in temperatures as cold as 20 degrees Fahrenheit or as warm as 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Again, this is a... Okay. Name of the item. We've got it. This is the Navigator's Blade. This is the, this is, this is a weapon. It said a longsword, but we're going to flavor it a little bit. It is a saber. It is a military style saber that is held at the waist of the navigator of one of these cloud ships, right? One of these dirigibles, airplanes, helicopters, gyrocopters, etc. It is held at this, that, that this thing by this person um, it is held and it is basically to protect your flying craft. It is handed to a person when they inherit a ship. A ship here is a family or a small community. It is a chunk of the larger city. You are in, you are entrusted with the ship when you are entrusted with the navigator's blade. And you can use it when you lift it out of its hole. Like, it is kept in a holster or a scabbard, I guess is the technical term. It is kept in a scabbard. Uh, you pull it out of the scabbard immediately. It starts kind of dancing in your hand like your contact juggling, and it creates this whirling wall around your vessel. It is to protect you in the event of an attack, but also because you are the navigator, you know, wielding this lets you be in extreme environments because you never know where your craft is going to go. You are just floating in the skies forever. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. Lastly, what quirk does it have? This is a d12. The strangest of the dice. Where is my d12? There's a d12. D12, go. Six. Loud. The item makes a loud noise. A gang, a shout, a resonating gong when used. The item, uh, the wind screeches and it howls. And the purpose of this is to signal to other aircraft around you that your ship is under attack. The howling of the wind, the screeching cries of the wind around you are created. It creates an alarm that uh, tells other people in Barometris that you are surrounded, that you are, you are under attack and to come help you. 
Basically, this is very much a defensive shields up is essentially what this is. This is the D&D fantasy equivalent of, you know, deflector shields on. You pull this out, you are under attack, you are outgunned, overwhelmed. This is not a weapon that you draw in offense or when you think you can win a fight. This is something you draw when you just need to hold on until someone can come save you. Now, some questions for you, Aaron, as you listen to this and you, you infuse this with your own thoughts. Do you think this is a common weapon in Barometris, or do you think that this is one person's magical item? And if it's that, is this a community that crafts a variety of magical items, or is this special to the person that wields it? What is their story if it's one person? If it's multiple, who is the person that kind of pioneered this this technology? And last, uh, as you think about that, a few notes on this community, just to kind of throw out two visual things that I think are cool. I want to go with two sort of aesthetics for the this community, uh, the city of Barometris, the people that we will call the uh, Aeronauts. Aeronauts is cool. A-E-R-O-N-A-U-T-S. The Aeronauts. Uh, the Aeronauts, I'm, I'm picturing two aesthetics. One is cloud-like because they're hopping from plane to plane. I, I see a lot of like uh, wispy, you know, sort of... Uh, sort of fading into clouds and into, like, fog and sort of dancing around in that space. Kind of ethereal, kind of spectral, that kind of vibe. But I'm also picturing very gadgety. So maybe they are, you know, they and then so I'm picturing, like, kind of picture, like, a cloud person wearing goggles and gears, very steampunky. Those are the two aesthetics that I kind of want to throw out. If you feel differently... Correct me, but those are the two aesthetics I kind of want to roll with for this flying community in the clouds. All right, Aaron, let's see what you got. All right, so it's my turn now. Okay, so Jeff sent me that amazing audio you just heard, and now it's my turn to build on that story, add my own twist to it, and I think next week Jeff and I can reunite and really get the story of the Aeronauts, Barometris, and the Navigator's Blade to a really, really amazing place. So, we're breaking our little form, and this is going to be really sick. So, my turn. I've wrote a lot of notes, and I'm going to read all of them to you guys in a cool way, so that it, you know, it sounds better than my scribblings from uh, sitting on an airplane, which is appropriate. All right. So Jeff posed to me the questions of like, is the is the navigator's blade special to the person who wields it? Like, is there only one type thing? So I wrote inside the navigator's blade is the breath of the storm. There is quite literally a storm sealed within a blade. The sword is held by every member of the howling wind, the four protectors of the aeronaut city of Barometris. Each member of the Howling Wind is known as a Fang, and each Fang defends a side of the flotilla city Barometris. They are named by the cardinal directions they guard, the Fangs of the North, West, East, and South. Now Jeff said family ships, so I'm definitely seeing a lineage or an order to the Howling Wind. The four navigators' blades are passed down through generations to those capable of wielding the swords and willing to dedicate their lives to protecting the city. So for eons, the Howling Winds have kept the city safe from any threats by projecting their wind walls whenever the need arises. The Fangs serve to protect the city, but Barometris functions as a community unit, devoid of any form of government system or formal structure. An ancient aeronaut phrase is, If you try to control the winds, you will wake the storm. It's a warning to any who would wish to take control of the community of Barometris. This has been their way since time immaterial. 
a cluster of airships soaring through the clouds, and the four great vessels of the howling wind guarding its perimeter. So let's review. Each side of the flotilla city of Barometris is protected by one of the four fangs, members of the order, the Howling Wind, who each wield a navigator's blade. The saber projects an enormous wall of gale force winds to ward off any threats to the city. Now, individual sides of the flotilla can be protected by a single fang and their wind wall. However, if used together, the Howling Wind can create a fierce and impenetrable shield around the city known as the Aegis. Calling the Aegis is a ritual that requires every member of the Howling Wind to work with complete synchronization. Instead of walls of wind, the navigator's blades focus gale force winds between each other, the air flowing perfectly from blade to blade in order to encase the entire flotilla in a shell of wind. If one fang is out of sync or missing, the swirling tempest would cause the flotilla to rip apart, scattering barometris like seeds. So, what created the navigator's blade? Chef rolled air elementals, those who wish to keep Barometris safe, Jeff said. Within each of the navigator's blades is the wind of an ancient cataclysmic storm known as the Terminus. The founders of the Howling Wind were once four blacksmiths who lived at the northern, eastern, western, and southern edges of Barometris. When the great storm threatened to demolish the city, the four blacksmiths, in completely different areas of the city, in perfect unison, forged four blades to seal away the storm. The weapons were light and hollow, looking somewhere between a saber and a woodwind. The smiths took their freshly crafted weapons and, without even knowing it, used their navigator's blades together, in unison, to seal the terminus within the swords. This is why it's so important that the four fangs of the Howling Wind work together. Each navigator's blade only possesses a fragment of the Terminus Storm, and yes, can project a piece of it to keep their quadrants safe, but together can protect the city as a whole. So, story questions. Are the aeronauts currently scattered? Was one of the fangs removed from the formation? And if so, how? So, I had an idea for the start of a tale. A short little thing to set up for next week's episode, maybe. A storm surged and howled around the flotilla known as Barometris. The screech of three navigators' blades woke them from their sleep. Typhoor was their name, the Fang of the West. They dressed quickly and sprinted to the bridge of their ship. There has not been more than one howl in centuries— Three blades crying out would certainly mean a terminus-level threat to the city. They felt a pit in their stomach. Typhoor had never thought they would ever participate in a calling of the Aegis. In fact, it had been so long since anyone had that people had begun to think it was nothing more than a myth. But Typhoor had trained their entire life for this moment, and was ready to link with the other fangs of the city. They reached the bridge. In that moment... Time felt as if it slowed. Typhoor experienced every detail so clearly. The chill of wind. The deafening shrieks of three navigators' blades. The feel of their weapon wildly bouncing on their hip. The sight of three vessels of the howling wind facing them. The formation was broken. 
Blades of air flew from their direction and rushed toward Typhor. They awoke face down in something. Tiny granules of rock. Billions of them clinging together to form some strange, solid sea of tiny pebble. The sun was hot. The ground beneath them did not hum with the voice of an airship engine. It was a sickly silence. All around Typhor were fragments of their vessel. The ancient ship of the Fang of the West was reduced to smoking debris by... The other three? Did that really happen? When Typhor regained their balance on this still, silent ground, they reached for their saber and felt an empty scabbard. Ooh. Okay, so next week, do we tell the tale of Typhor? How they recover their navigator's blade and challenge the treacherous fangs of the howling wind? Perhaps we will, Junior Wizard. Perhaps we will. <laughs>